on this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad therein hallelujah he is worthy to be praised he is worthy to be adored and on this labor day hallelujah and this is labor day but on this labor day while the sun is shining and people are barbecuing and people have taken off work whatever is the case may be maybe somebody's looking for work maybe somebody's out of work we don't know what's going on but we do know that god is still good hallelujah and we do know that he is able to make you stand i was thinking about something before we got on the broadcast and i was thinking about something listen is there anything too hard for the lord is there anything too hard for the lord sometimes we get bad news Sometimes we get a bad diagnosis from the doctor. Sometimes we get ourselves in debt. Sometimes we get ourselves in trouble. And we say, well, my God, it's going to be impossible for me to get out of this. It's going to be impossible for, for me to pay off this debt. It's impossible for me to get this job. It's impossible for me to live um, with this man or with this woman. It's impossible for me to stay in this marriage. It's we, th we think about things that are impossible. And the reason why we believe those things are impossible, because we're judging those things off our own strength. We're saying, well, I don't have enough money to pay this debt. I don't have enough time and patience to do this. I don't have enough energy to do that and this, that, and the other. Um, too old now, too scared now, too broke now, whatever the case may be. But that's because we're thinking about things in our own strength. But when we start thinking about things in the power of God, glory to God. Listen, is there anything too hard for God? Hallelujah. Is there anything that he can't handle? Is there anything that he can't do? And that's why sometimes some folks in the name of Jesus are justice. Because sometimes in the name of Jesus, that's why folks don't think that certain sins they've done can be forgiven. Because they're thinking, well, um, nobody, because man won't forgive me. Well, nobody will forgive me for this. Mama won't forgive me. Daddy won't forgive me. Uh, sister, brother, um, niece, enemy, whatever it is, they won't forgive me. But it, God will forgive you. Because it's they anything too hard for god there's nothing too hard for him glory to god and so and when you start thinking about things now in the power of god when you start thinking about things in the mercy and the grace of god you understand now that there's nothing too hard for god let me get, let me show you something real quick and we started reading in the book of psalms chapter 119 and we want to continue in um with the next 25 verses the next 25 verses in psalms grabashi 119 lord have mercy and i'm gonna start reading that verse number 26 if he was on the podcast some time ago maybe a couple maybe three or four days ago we we, we we dealt with psalms chapter 119 around verse 1 through 25 and we plan on going through the whole book because we're leading up to our way to the book of ephesians because we're going to start talking about how the ephesian church but i'm going to set some foundation for you and I'm going to show you some things about praise. Some then I'm going to lead you in to show you some things about uh, praise and prayer. And, and, and the man, Paul, and who exactly who's writing these letters to these churches. Glory to God. But I'm going to set some foundation. Psalms 119 and verse 26 says this. It says, I have declared my ways and you answered to me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. Meditate on the word of the Lord. Abosha, Grabosha. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your words. Have you ever had something in your life that made your soul melt? Have you ever got some news that made your soul melt? You're heavy right now. Glory to God. It feels like a yoke is around your neck. That bill. Harabosha. That, that habit. In the name of Jesus, that thing that you're going through, it just feels like a yoke on your neck. And you just don't know how you're going to get rid of it. You don't know what you're going to do. You've been, you don't pray. You don't fast. You don't need all you know how to do. Hallelujah. Your soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. The word can get you out of it, though. Put the word on your situation. That's what happened here. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me your law graciously. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me, you mean your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments have I laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. Oh Lord, do not put me to shame. Listen, I cling. This is this is a psalm now. Now also, uh, through these psalms, these book of psalms, you're going to learn some things. You're going to learn how to pray. And you're going to learn how to praise. When you praise, 
praise the word. When you pray, pray the word. <laughs> you can't go wrong doing that. Glory to God. That's what else he says here. He says, I will run to the run the course of your commandments. For your enlarge, you are you are you shall enlarge my heart. Enlarge my heart, enlarge my mind. See, that's when I was getting to think about my troubles this morning. And and I, and sometimes you start thinking of your troubles differently. Because you, when you start thinking about your troubles, right? And like I said, when you start thinking about it, you are thinking about them according to your bank account, your patience, your time, your pros job prospects. And you're thinking, well, there's no way I can handle this. But when you start thinking like God, when you start getting the mind of Christ, you know that's nothing too hard for God. So that's how you begin to think about your situation. When you get some bad news, think about it in the, in the mind of God saying, well, that's not too hard for me to come out of it. That's nothing too hard for God. What do you mean, man? You're in debt about $25,000. It, it, it does nothing too hard for God. What are you talking about, man? You, 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 the, the doctor said you, your, your disease is fatal. There's nothing too, ah, my shit. There's nothing too hard for God. Man, what are you talking about? You just got some divorce papers in the mail. COVID is running rapid. Unemployment want their money back. All kind of things are going on in your life. How can you come in a bullshit cut about child support is back about in the rearage? Um, they coming for you, looking for you right now. There's nothing too hard for God. When you start, when you when you start not praying real issues, you're gonna lose every time. But when you start praying the issues of your life, saying there's nothing too hard for God. When you start realizing that in the name of Jesus, as God is concerned about every aspect of your life, when you start realizing that, you got to say to yourself, there's nothing too hard for God. But when you're saying God does not concern about this, well, God doesn't care about this uh, debt I got. God doesn't care about the child's book. God doesn't care about the, uh, in the name of Jesus, the, the rivers. God doesn't care about the car repo. God doesn't care about the things that's going on in my life. You do, you make yourself lose. Pray your mistakes. Ask God to bring you out. Because there's nothing too hard for him. But when you start trying to keep secrets, when you're praying in secret prayer, and all you're praying is a generalization prayer, God is concerned about what's going on with you. Hear my shit. There's nothing too hard for God. And since there's nothing too hard for God, pray the things that you can't handle. You can't handle that. By yourself. You can't handle that debt by yourself. You can't handle that man by yourself. You can't handle that woman by yourself. You can't handle that wife by yourself. You can't handle that job by yourself. Some things you just cannot handle. Hallelujah. But when you start praying the prayer of faith. Hamoshe. When you start praying and off the mind of God. And knowing there's nothing too hard for God. Hallelujah. Look, look at what the Bible says in Psalms 119. He says, I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Psalms, this is Psalms 119 and verse 32. Watch verse 33. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe with my whole heart. There you go again with the whole heart. Have you sought the Lord with the whole heart? The flesh kills. The flesh is dying daily. But the inward man needs to be renewed day by day. The flesh is killing. The flesh, the flesh is killing us. But the inward man should be renewed day by day. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. You're going to have to learn how to delight yourself in the word of the Lord. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Whoa. He says, incline, incline my heart to the way of your commandments. Hallelujah. For I delight in them. He says, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. For I delight in them. You're going to have to learn how to delight yourself in the Lord. The Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. Listen, there's some things that's in your heart. But the only way that you're going to get out of it, the only way you're going to get what is in your mind is to delight yourself in the word of the Lord. Have you delighted yourself in the word of the Lord? Just think about that for a minute. How go bullshit cut about? My God. When you begin to learn the word, when you begin to speak the word, when you begin to pray the word, you put the word in a situation and you leave it there. It, there's going to be times in your life where an ordinary person would have lost their mind. An ordinary person would have threw in a towel. An ordinary person would have done something illegal by now. Did this and did that. But you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, will stand fast. Because you know that God is going to bring you out because you have the mind of Christ. 
because you have delighted yourself in the word of the Lord. Let's go deeper and turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Whoo, my God in here. That's deep. <laughs> That's deep. That is something. I got to take my shades off. That's deep. That is something awesome because listen, he says this. He says he wants God to turn away. He says, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. What is that? What is worthless things? What about eyes? The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. What are our eyes always looking at that's worthless? It can't help us. Only thing it can do is lead us into more and more debt, more and more sin, more and more trouble. What are those worthless things that you've been looking at? What are those worthless things that you've been involved in? Hallelujah. That you've just been looking at. God don't even want us to look. He don't even want it. This guy right here saying, Lord, I don't even want to look at it. Because if I look at it, I'm going to want it. And if I want it, then I'm going to try to get it. And if I get it, it's going to put me into more trouble, more sin, more debt, more depression, more fear, more doubt, uh, more broke, whatever it is. In the name of Jesus, some things we could have, some things we could have avoided. Watch this. I'm going to say something that some things in life we can avoid if we just keep our eyes to ourselves. <laughs> Woo. My God in here. Can I, can I reach you something else? He says, revive me in your way. Establish your words, your servant. Establish your word, Lord, in my life. Let the word of the Lord be established in your life. He says he wants to turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things. He said, revive your way. Establish your word to your servant who is devoted to fearing you. Also, also says here, as we go deeper, turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your judgments are good. That, um, sometimes we, we get ourselves into a reproach. We get ourselves into an embarrassment. We get ourselves involved in some things we aren't supposed to. And we're asking Lord right now to get us out of that mess. Revive from me my reproach. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. Mercy and salvation, I pray, will follow you all the days of your life. I want mercy and salvation to follow you all the days of your life. I, I, I want you to be established. I want you to know what you want out of life. And I want you to pursue it. In the name of Jesus. I want you to know exactly in the name of Jesus what you want i don't want you to be following this every winning doctrine i don't want you to be over here over there over there i want you to know exactly what it is you want out of life and i want you to pursue it because you're pursuing a hundred things at once then you're going in a hundred different directions but i want your heart to be established to know what you want out of life i want your heart to be established to know what you want a husband okay some of you want a wife but i want you to be established in what you want out of that out of a husband, out of a wife. I don't want you going from man to man, woman from to woman to woman. I want your heart to be established. Rebusha. I want your heart. He said, "Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord. Your salvation according to your word. So shall I be. So shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me." Listen, when you are deep off in the word, and when the word is established in your life, he says, "So shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me." Listen, when the trials and tribulations of life come your way. I got an answer for that debt. Through the word, I got an answer for my fear. Through the word, I got an answer for my temptation. Through the word, I got an answer for my covetousness. Through the word, I got an answer for my failures. Through the word, I got an answer for my bills. Through the word, I got an answer for this, that, and the other. Whatever comes my way, that's not of God. I got an answer for that, and it's in the word of God. So every situation that comes up in your life, the answer is in the word of God. But we got to get into it. We got to get deep up into it. The word of God got to be established in our lives. Watch what he says here. For I have hope in your ordinances. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I have hope in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and forever. I will walk at liberty. I will walk in freedom. For I seek your precepts. You're not in, you're not in bondage. You're not a slave. You're not a slave to, you're not a slave to trouble you're not a slave you may you may you may experience trouble but you're not a slave to it you may experience fear but you won't be a slave to it you may experience some things in your life but you won't be a slave to it in that 
He says, For I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. For I will speak of your testimonies also before kings. I will not be ashamed. I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also will I lift up to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate in your statutes. Remember the word of your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort and my affliction, for your word has given me life. For this is my comfort in my affliction. He says this. This is my comfort in my affliction. For your word has given me life. Lord have mercy. Listen, in the name of Jesus. I want you to have comfort in your affliction. And the comfort comes from knowing the word of God. The trials of life can be overwhelming. Hallelujah. The things we get ourselves involved in can be overwhelming. But there's a God that if you can cry out to him, he will deliver you from all your troubles. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, deliver us, Father God, through your word. Cleanse us through your word. Establish us through your word. Make us clean through your word. In our affliction, let us preach and teach the word. Let us in the name of Jesus do exceedingly abundantly above. Let us right now in the name of Jesus not think of things according to our minds and our bank accounts. Let us think of things, Father God, according to the mind of Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, let this um, this also too shall pass. Father God, Father God, God I, feel in your, I feel in the spirit the word that you spoke to Paul when you said, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Lord God bless you right now for all that you've done and what you're still doing. If it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed. Amen. God bless you and keep you. I'm glad you was here for this word of God, a word of encouragement. Stay committed to the word of God. And God will be committed to you. On this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad therein. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised he is worthy to be adored and on this labor day hallelujah and this is labor day but on this labor day while the sun is shining the people are barbecuing the people have taken off work whatever is the case may be maybe somebody's looking for work maybe somebody's out of work we don't know what's going on but we do know that god is still good hallelujah and we do know that he is able to make you stand i was thinking about something before we got on the broadcast and I was thinking about something. Listen, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Sometimes we get bad news. Sometimes we get a bad diagnosis from the doctor. Sometimes we get ourselves in debt. Sometimes we get ourselves in trouble and we say, well, my God, it's going to be impossible for me to get out of this. It's going to be impossible for for me to pay off this debt. It's impossible for me to get this job. It's impossible for me to live um, with this man or with this woman. It's impossible for me to stay in this marriage. It's we, th we think about things that are impossible. And the reason why we believe those things are impossible, because we're judging those things off our own strength. We're saying, well, I don't have enough money to pay this debt. I don't have enough time and patience to do this. I don't have enough energy to do that and this, that, and the other. Um, too old now, too scared now, too broke now, whatever the case may be. But that's because we're thinking about things in our own strength. But when we start thinking about things in the power of God, glory to God. Listen, is there anything too hard for God? Hallelujah. Is there anything that he can't handle? Is there anything that he can't do? And that's why sometimes some folks in the name of Jesus, that's how I just this, because sometimes in the name of Jesus, that's why folks don't think that certain sins they've done can be forgiven because they're thinking, well, um, nobody, because man won't forgive me. Well, nobody will forgive me for this. Mama won't forgive me. Daddy won't forgive me. Uh, sister, brother, um, niece, enemy, whatever it is, they won't forgive me. But it, God will forgive you because it's they anything too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for him. Glory to God. And so and when you start thinking about things now in the power of God, when you start thinking about things in the mercy and the grace of God, you understand now that there's nothing too hard for God. Let me, let me show you something real quick. And we started reading in the book of Psalms chapter 119. And we want to continue in um, with the next 25 verses. The next 25 verses in Psalms. Grabashit. 
119. Lord have mercy. And I'm going to start reading that verse number 26. If he was on the podcast some time ago, maybe a couple, maybe three or four days ago, we, 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 we dealt with Psalms chapter 119 around verse 1 through 25. And we plan on going through the whole book because we're leading up to our way to the book of Ephesians because we're going to start talking about how the Ephesian church. But I'm going to set some foundation for you. And I'm going to show you some things about praise. Some then I'm going to lead you in to show you some things about uh, praise and prayer. And, and, and the man, Paul, and who exactly who's writing these letters to these churches. Glory to God. But I'm going to set some foundation. Psalms 119 and verse 26 says this. It says, I have declared my ways and you answered to me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. Meditate on the word of the Lord. Abosha. Grabosha. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your words. Have you ever had something in your life that made your soul melt? Have you ever got some news that made your soul melt? You're heavy right now. Glory to God. It feels like a yoke is around your neck. That bill. Harabosha. That, that habit. In the name of Jesus, that thing that you're going through, it just feels like a yoke on your neck. And you just don't know how you're going to get rid of it. You don't know what you're going to do. You been you don't pray. You don't fast. You don't need it. All you know how to do. Hallelujah. Your soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. The word can get you out of it, though. Put the word on your situation. That's what happened here. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me your law graciously. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me, you mean your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments have I laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. Oh Lord, do not put me to shame. Listen, I cling. This is this is a psalm now. Now also, uh, through these psalms, these book of psalms, you're going to learn some things. You're going to learn how to pray. And you're going to learn how to praise. When you praise, praise the word. When you pray, pray the word. <laughs> you can't go wrong doing that. Glory to God. That's what else he says here. He says, I will run to the run the course of your commandments. For your enlarge, you are you are you shall enlarge my heart. Enlarge my heart. Enlarge my mind. See, that's when I was getting to think about my troubles this morning. And and I, and sometimes you start thinking your troubles differently. Because you, when you start thinking about your troubles, right? And like I said, when you start thinking about it, you are thinking about them according to your bank account, your patience, your time, your pros job prospects. And you're thinking, well, there's no way I can handle this. But when you start thinking like God, when you start getting the mind of Christ, you know that's nothing too hard for God. So that's how you begin to think about your situation. When you get some bad news, think about it in the, in the mind of God saying, well, that's not too hard for me to come out of it. That's nothing too hard for God. What do you mean, man? You're in debt about $25,000. It, it, it does nothing too hard for God. What are you talking about, man? You, you, you the, the doctor said your the disease is fatal. That's nothing too hard for God. That's nothing too hard for God. Man, what are you talking about? You just got some divorce papers in the mail. COVID is running rapid. Unemployment, want their money back. All kind of things are going on in your life. How can you come edible shit cut about? Child support is back about in the rearage. Um, they're coming for you, looking for you right now. There's nothing too hard for God. When you start, when you when you start not praying real issues, you're gonna lose every time. But when you start praying the issues of your life, saying there's nothing too hard for God. When you start realizing that in the name of Jesus, as God is concerned about every aspect of your life. When you start realizing that, you got to say to yourself, there's nothing too hard for God. But when you're saying God does not concern about this, well, God doesn't care about this debt uh, I got. God doesn't care about the child's book. God doesn't care about the, uh, in the name of Jesus, the, the rivers. God doesn't care about the car repo. God doesn't care about the things that's going on in my life. You do, you make yourself lose. Pray your mistakes. Ask God to bring you out. Because there's nothing too hard for him. But when you start trying to keep secrets. When you're praying in secret prayer. And all you're praying is a generalization prayer. God is concerned about what's going on with you. Hear my shit. There's nothing too hard for God. And since there's nothing too hard for God. Pray the things that you can't handle. You can't handle that. 
by yourself. You can't handle that debt by yourself. You can't handle that man by yourself. You can't handle that woman by yourself. You can't handle that wife by yourself. You can't handle that job by yourself. Some things you just cannot handle. Hallelujah. But when you start praying the prayer of faith, when you start praying and off the mind of God and knowing there's nothing too hard for God, Hallelujah. Look, look at what the Bible says in Psalms 119. He says, I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Psalms, this is Psalms 119 and verse 32. Watch verse 33. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe with my whole heart. There you go again with the whole heart. Have you sought the Lord with the whole heart? The flesh kills. The flesh is dying daily. But the inward man needs to be renewed day by day. The flesh is killing. The flesh, the flesh is killing us. But the inward man should be renewed day by day. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. You're going to have to learn how to delight yourself in the word of the Lord. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Whoa. He says, incline, incline my heart to the way of your commandments. Hallelujah. For I delight in them. He says, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. For I delight in them. You're going to have to learn how to delight yourself in the Lord. The Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. Listen, there's some things that's in your heart. But the only way that you're going to get out of it, the only way you're going to get what's in your mind is to delight yourself in the word of the Lord. Have you delighted yourself in the, in the word of the Lord? Just think about that for a minute. My God, when you begin to learn the word, when you begin to speak the word, when you begin to pray the word, you put the word in the situation and you leave it there. It, there's, there's going to be times in your life well, ordinary person would have lost their mind. An ordinary person would have threw in a towel. An ordinary person would have done something illegal by now. Did this and did that. But you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, will stand fast. Because you know that God is going to bring you out. Because you have the mind of Christ. Because you have delighted yourself in the word of the Lord. Let's go deeper. And turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Woo. My God in here. That's deep. <laughs> That's deep. That is something, I gotta take my shades off. That, that's deep. That is something awesome because listen, he says this. He says, he wants God to turn away. He says, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. What is that? What is worthless things? What about eyes? The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. What are our eyes always looking at that's worthless? It can't help us. Only thing it can do is lead us into more and more debt, more and more sin, more and more trouble. What are those worthless things that you've been looking at? What are those worthless things that you've been involved in? Hallelujah. That you've just been looking at. God don't even want us to look. He don't even want it. This guy right here is saying, Lord, I don't even want to look at it. Because if I look at it, I'm going to want it. And if I want it, then I'm going to try to get it. And if I get it, it's going to put me into more trouble, more sin, more debt, more depression. More fear, more doubt, uh, more broke, whatever it is. In the name of Jesus, some things we could have, some things we could have avoided. Watch this. I'm gonna say something that some things in life we can avoid if we just keep our eyes to ourselves. <laughs> Woo! My God, in here. Can I can I reach you something else? He says, "Revive me in your way." Establish your word to your servant. Establish your word, Lord, in my life. Let the word of the Lord be established in your life. He says he wants to turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things. He says, revive your way. Establish your word to your servant who is devoted to fearing you. Amasa also says here, as we go deeper, turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your judgments are good. That, um, sometimes we, we get ourselves into a reproach. We get ourselves into an embarrassment. We get ourselves involved in some things we're not supposed to. And we're asking Lord right now to get us out of that mess. Revive from me my reproach. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. Mercy and salvation, I pray, will follow you all the days of your life. I want mercy and salvation to follow you all the days of your life. I, I, I want you to be established. 
I want you to know what you want out of life. And I want you to pursue it. In the name of Jesus. I want you to know exactly in the name of Jesus what you want. I don't want you to be following this every wind and doctrine. I don't want you to be over here, over there, over there. I want you to know exactly what it is you want out of life. And I want you to pursue it. Because you're pursuing a hundred things at once. Then you're going in a hundred different directions. But I want your heart to be established to know what you want out of life. I want your heart to be established to know what you want a husband. Okay. Some of you want a wife. But I want you to be established in what you want out of that. Out of a husband, out of a wife. I don't want you going from man to man, woman from, to woman to woman. I want your heart to be established. I want your heart. He said, let your mercies come also to me, O Lord. Your salvation come to your word. So shall I be. So shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. Listen, when you are deep off in the word, and when the word is established in your life, he says, so shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. Listen, when the trials and tribulations of life come your way, I got an answer for that debt. Through the word, I got an answer for my fear. Through the word, I got an answer for my temptation. Through the word, I got an answer for my covetousness. Through the word, I got an answer for my failures. Through the word, I got an answer for my bills. Through the word, I got an answer for this, that, and the other. Whatever comes my way, that's not of God. I got an answer for that, and it's in the word of God. So every situation that comes up in your life, the answer is in the word of God. But we got to get into it. We got to get deep up into it. The word of God got to be established in our lives. Watch what he says here. For I have hope in your ordinances. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shame. Take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I have hope in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and forever. I will walk at liberty. I will walk in freedom. For I seek your precepts. You're not in, you're not in bondage. You're not a slave. You're not a slave to... You're not a slave... To trouble you're not a slave you may you may you may experience trouble but you're not a slave to it you may experience fear but you won't be a slave to it you may experience some things in your life but you won't be a slave to it in that he says for i will walk at liberty for i seek your precepts for i will speak of your testimonies also before kings i will not be ashamed I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also will I lift up to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate in your statutes. Remember the word of your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort and my affliction, for your word has given me life. For this is my comfort and my affliction. He says this. This is my comfort and my affliction, for your word has given me life. Lord have mercy. Listen, in the name of Jesus. I want you to have comfort in your affliction. And the comfort comes from knowing the word of God. The trials of life can be overwhelming. Hallelujah. The things we get ourselves involved in can be overwhelming. But there's a God that if you can cry out to him, he will deliver you from all your troubles right now father in the name of jesus deliver us father god through your word cleanse us through your word establish us through your word make us clean through your word in our affliction let us preach and teach the word let us in the name of jesus do exceedingly abundantly above let us right now in the name of jesus not think of things according to our minds and our bank accounts or let us think of things father god according to the mind of christ Father, in the name of Jesus, let this um, this also too shall pass. For God, for God, God I, feel in your, I feel in the spirit the word that you spoke to Paul when you said, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Lord God, bless you right now for all that you've done and what you're still doing. If it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed. Amen. God bless you and keep you. I'm glad you was here for this word of God, a word of encouragement. Stay committed to the word of God. And God will be committed to you. On this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad therein. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be adored. And on this Labor Day. Hallelujah. And this is Labor Day. But on this Labor Day, while the sun is shining, the people are barbecuing, the people 
of taking off work, whatever is the case may be. Maybe somebody's looking for work. Maybe somebody's out of work. We don't know what's going on, but we do know that God is still good. Hallelujah. And we do know that he is able to make you stand. I was thinking about something before we got on the broadcast. And I was thinking about something. Listen, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Sometimes we get bad news. Sometimes we get a bad diagnosis from the doctor. Sometimes we get ourselves in debt. Sometimes we get ourselves in trouble. And we say, well, my God, it's going to be impossible for me to get out of this. It's going to be impossible for, for me to pay off this debt. It's impossible for me to get this job. It's impossible for me to live um, with this man or with this woman. It's impossible for me to stay in this marriage. It's we, th we think about things that are impossible. And the reason why we believe those things are impossible, because we're judging those things off our own strength. We're saying, well, I don't have enough money to pay this debt. I don't have enough time and patience to do this. I don't have enough energy to do that and this, that, and the other. Um, too old now, too scared now, too broke now, whatever the case may be. But that's because we're thinking about things in our own strength. But when we start thinking about things in the power of God, glory to God. Listen, is there anything too hard for God? Hallelujah. Is there anything that he can't handle? Is there anything that he can't do? And that's why sometimes some folks in the name of Jesus, that's how I just this, because sometimes in the name of Jesus, that's why folks don't think that certain sins they've done can be forgiven because they're thinking, well, um, nobody, because man won't forgive me. Well, nobody will forgive me for this. Mama won't forgive me. Daddy won't forgive me. Uh, sister, brother, um, niece, enemy, whatever it is, they won't forgive me. But it, God will forgive you because it's they anything too hard for god there's nothing too hard for him glory to god and so and when you start thinking about things now in the power of god when you start thinking about things in the mercy and the grace of god you understand now that there's nothing too hard for god let me let me show you something real quick and we started reading in the book of psalms chapter 119 and we want to continue in um with the next 25 verses the next 25 verses in psalms grab shit. 119 lord have mercy and i'm gonna start reading that verse number 26 if he was on the podcast some time ago maybe a couple maybe three or four days ago we we, we we dealt with psalms chapter 119 around verse 1 through 25 and we plan on going through the whole book because we're leading up to our way to the book of ephesians because we're going to start talking about how the ephesian church but i'm going to set some foundation for you and I'm going to show you some things about praise. Some then I'm going to lead you in to show you some things about uh, praise and prayer. And, and, and the man, Paul, and who exactly who's writing these letters to these churches. Glory to God. But I'm going to set some foundation. Psalms 119 and verse 26 says this. It says, I have declared my ways and you answered to me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. Meditate on the word of the Lord. Abosha, Grabosha. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your words. Have you ever had something in your life that made your soul melt? Have you ever got some news that made your soul melt? You're heavy right now. Glory to God. It feels like a yoke is around your neck. That bill. Harabosha. That, that habit. In the name of Jesus, that thing that you're going through, it just feels like a yoke on your neck. And you just don't know how you're going to get rid of it. You don't know what you're going to do. You've been, you don't pray. You don't fast. You don't need all you know how to do. Hallelujah. Your soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. The word can get you out of it, though. Put the word on your situation. That's what happened here. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me your law graciously. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me, you mean your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments have I laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. Oh Lord, do not put me to shame. Listen, I cling. This is this is a psalm now. Now also, uh, through these psalms, these book of psalms, you're going to learn some things. You're going to learn how to pray. And you're going to learn how to praise. When you praise, praise the word. When you pray, pray the word. <laughs> you can't go wrong doing that. Glory to God. That's what else he says here. He says, I will run to the run the course of your commandments. For your enlarge, you are you are you shall enlarge my heart. Enlarge my heart. Enlarge my mind. See, that's when I was getting to think about my troubles this morning. 
And, and, I, and sometimes you start thinking your troubles differently. Because you, it, when you start thinking about your troubles, right? And like I said, when you start thinking about it, you are thinking about them according to your bank account, your patience, your time, your pros job prospects. And you're thinking, well, there's no way I can handle this. But when you start thinking like God, when you start getting the mind of Christ, you know that's nothing too hard for God. So that's how you begin to think about your situation. When you get some bad news, think about it in the, in the mind of God saying, well, that's not too hard for me to come out of it. That's nothing too hard for God. What do you mean, man? You're in debt, about $25,000. It, it, that's nothing too hard for God. What are you talking about, man? You, 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 the, the doctor said your the disease is fatal. That's nothing too, ah, my shit. That's nothing too hard for God. Man, what are you talking about? You just got some divorce papers in the mail. COVID is running rapid. Unemployment want their money back. All kind of things are going on in your life. How can you come edible shit cut about child support is back about in the rearage? Um, they coming for you, looking for you right now. There's nothing too hard for God. When you start, when you when you start not praying real issues, you're gonna lose every time. But when you start praying the issues of your life, saying there's nothing too hard for God. When you start realizing that in the name of Jesus, as God is concerned about every aspect of your life, when you start realizing that, you got to say to yourself, there's nothing too hard for God. But when you're saying God does not concern about this, well, God doesn't care about this uh, debt I got. God doesn't care about the child's work. God doesn't care about the, uh, in the name of Jesus, the, the rivers. God doesn't care about the car repo. God doesn't care about the things that's going on in my life. You do, you make yourself lose. Pray your mistakes. Ask God to bring you out. Because there's nothing too hard for him. But when you start trying to keep secrets, when you're praying in secret prayer, and all you're praying is a generalization prayer, God is concerned about what's going on with you. Hear my shit. There's nothing too hard for God. And since there's nothing too hard for God, pray the things that you can't handle. You can't handle that by yourself. You can't handle that debt by yourself. You can't handle that man by yourself. You can't handle that woman by yourself. You can't handle that wife by yourself. You can't handle that job by yourself. Some things you just cannot handle. Hallelujah. But when you start praying the prayer of faith, Hamoshe, when you start praying and off the mind of God and knowing there's nothing too hard for God, Hallelujah. Look, look at what the Bible says in Psalms 119. He says, I will run the course of your commandments, for you have shall enlarge my heart. Psalms, this is Psalms 119 and verse 32. Also verse 33. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe with my whole heart. There you go again with the whole heart. Have you sought the Lord with the whole heart? The flesh kills. The flesh is dying daily. But the inward man... Needs to be renewed day by day. The flesh is killing. The flesh, the flesh is killing us. But the inward man should be renewed day by day. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. You're gonna have to learn how to delight yourself in the word of the Lord. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Whoa. He says, Incline, incline my heart to the way of your commandments. Hallelujah. For I delight in them. He says, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. For I delight in them. You're going to have to learn how to delight yourself in the Lord. The Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. Listen, there's some things that's in your heart. But the only way that you're going to get out of it, the only way you're going to get what's in your mind is to delight yourself in the word of the Lord. Have you delighted yourself in the word of the Lord? Just think about that for a minute. How go bullshit cut by? My God. When you begin to learn the word, when you begin to speak the word, when you begin to pray the word, you put the word in the situation and you leave it there. It, there's there's going to be times in your life where an ordinary person would have lost their mind. An ordinary person would have threw in a towel. An ordinary person would have done something illegal by now. Did this and did that. But you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, will stand fast. Because you know that God is going to bring you out because you have the mind of Christ. Because you have delighted yourself in the word of the Lord. Let's go deeper. And turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Woo. My God in here. That's deep. <laughs> That's deep. That is something. I got to take my shades off. That's deep. That is something awesome. Because listen. He says this. He says he wants God to turn away 
But he says, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. What is that? What is worthless things? What about eyes? The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. What are our eyes always looking at that's worthless? It can't help us. Only thing it can do is lead us into more and more debt, more and more sin, more and more trouble. What are those worthless things that you've been looking at? What are those worthless things that you've been involved in? Hallelujah. That you've just been looking at. God don't even want us to look. He don't even want it. This guy right here saying, Lord, I don't even want to look at it. Because if I look at it, I'm going to want it. And if I want it, then I'm going to try to get it. And if I get it, it's going to put me into more trouble, more sin, more debt, more depression, more fear, more doubt, uh, more broke, whatever it is. In the name of Jesus, some things we could have, some things we could have avoided. Watch this. I'm going to say something that some things in life we can avoid if we just keep our eyes to ourselves. <laughs> Woo. My God in here. Can I, can I reach you something else? He says, revive me in your way. Establish your words, your servant. Establish your word, Lord, in my life. Let the word of the Lord be established in your life. He says he wants to turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things. He says, revive your way. Establish your words, your servant, who is devoted to fearing you. Amos also says here, as we go deeper, turn away my reproach, which I dread. For your judgments are good. That, um, sometimes we, we get ourselves into a reproach. We get ourselves into an embarrassment. We get ourselves involved in some things we're not supposed to. And we're asking Lord right now to get us out of that mess. Revive from me my reproach. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. Mercy and salvation, I pray, will follow you all the days of your life. I want mercy and salvation to follow you all the days of your life. I, I, I want you to be established. I want you to know what you want out of life. And I want you to pursue it. In the name of Jesus. I want you to know exactly in the name of Jesus what you want. I don't want you to be following this every wind and doctrine. I don't want you to be over here, over there, over there. I want you to know exactly what it is you want out of life. And I want you to pursue it. Because you're pursuing a hundred things at once. Then you're going in a hundred different directions. But I want your heart to be established to know what you want out of life. I want your heart to be established to know what you want a husband. Okay. Some of you want a wife. But I want you to be established in what you want out of that. Out of a husband, out of a wife. I don't want you going from man to man, woman from, to woman to woman. I want your heart to be established. Rebusha. I want your heart. He said, let your mercies come also to me, O Lord. Your salvation according to your word. So shall I be. So shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. Listen, when you are deep off in the word, and when the word is established in your life, he says, so shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. Listen, when the trials and tribulations of life come your way, I got an answer for that debt. Through the word, I got an answer for my fear. Through the word, I got an answer for my temptation. Through the word, I got an answer for my covetousness. Through the word, I got an answer for my failures. Through the word, I got an answer for my bills. Through the word, I got an answer for this, that, and the other. Whatever comes my way, that's not of God. I got an answer for that, and it's in the word of God. Though every situation that comes up in your life, the answer is in the word of God. But we got to get into it. We got to get deep up into it. The word of God got to be established in our lives. Watch what he says here. For I have hope in your ordinances. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh, shame. Take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I have hope in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and forever. I will walk at liberty. I will walk in freedom. For I seek your precepts. You're not, in, you're not in bondage. You're not a slave. You're not a slave to, you're not a slave to trouble. You're not a slave. You may, you may, you may experience trouble, but you're not a slave to it. You may experience fear, but you won't be a slave to it. You may experience some things in your life, but you won't be a slave to it. In that Shema. He says, For I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. For I will speak of your testimonies also before kings. I will not be ashamed. I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also will I lift up to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate in your statutes. Remember the word of your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort and my affliction. For your word is giving me life. 
for this is my comfort in my affliction. He says this. This is my comfort in my affliction for your word has given me life. Lord have mercy. Listen, in the name of Jesus, I want you to have comfort in your affliction. And the comfort comes from knowing the word of God. The trials of life can be overwhelming. Hallelujah. The things we get ourselves involved in can be overwhelming. But there's a God that if you can cry out to him, he will deliver you from all your troubles. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, deliver us, Father God, through your word. Cleanse us through your word. Establish us through your word. Make us clean through your word. In our affliction, let us preach and teach the word. Let us in the name of Jesus do exceedingly abundantly above. Let us right now in the name of Jesus not think of things according to our minds and our bank accounts. Or let us think of things, Father God, according to the mind of Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, let this um, this also too shall pass. Father God, 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 I feel in your I feel in the spirit the word that you spoke to Paul when you said, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Lord God bless you right now for all that you've done and what you're still doing. If it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed. Amen. God bless you and keep you. I'm glad you was here for this word of God, a word of encouragement. Stay committed to the word of God. And God will be committed to you. On this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad therein. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised he is worthy to be adored and on this labor day hallelujah and this is labor day but on this labor day while the sun is shining and people are barbecuing and people have taken off work whatever is the case may be maybe somebody's looking for work maybe somebody's out of work we don't know what's going on but we do know that god is still good hallelujah and we do know that he is able to make you stand i was thinking about something before we got on the broadcast and I was thinking about something. Listen, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Sometimes we get bad news. Sometimes we get a bad diagnosis from the doctor. Sometimes we get ourselves in debt. Sometimes we get ourselves in trouble. And we say, well, my God, it's going to be impossible for me to get out of this. It's going to be impossible for, for me to pay off this debt. It's impossible for me to get this job. It's impossible for me to live um, with this man or with this woman. It's impossible for me to stay in this marriage. It's we, th we think about things that are impossible. And the reason why we believe those things are impossible, because we're judging those things off our own strength. We're saying, well, I don't have enough money to pay this debt. I don't have enough time and patience to do this. I don't have enough energy to do that and this, that, and the other. Um, too old now, too scared now, too broke now, whatever the case may be. But that's because we're thinking about things in our own strength. But when we start thinking about things in the power of God, glory to God. Listen, is there anything too hard for God? Hallelujah. Is there anything that he can't handle? Is there anything that he can't do? And that's why sometimes some folks in the name of Jesus are justice. Because sometimes in the name of Jesus, that's why folks don't think that certain sins they've done can be forgiven. Because they're thinking, well, um, nobody, because man won't forgive me. Well, nobody will forgive me for this. Mama won't forgive me. Daddy won't forgive me. Uh, sister, brother, um, niece, enemy, whatever it is, they won't forgive me. But it, God will forgive you. Because it's they anything too hard for god there's nothing too hard for him glory to god and so and when you start thinking about things now in the power of god when you start thinking about things in the mercy and the grace of god you understand now that there's nothing too hard for god let me get, let me show you something real quick and we started reading in the book of psalms chapter 119 and we want to continue in um with the next 25 verses the next 25 verses in psalms grabashi 119 lord have mercy and i'm gonna start reading that verse number 26 if you was on the podcast some time ago maybe a couple maybe three or four days ago we we, we we dealt with psalms chapter 119 around verse 1 through 25 and we plan on going through the whole book because we're leading up to our way to the book of ephesians because we're going to start talking about how the ephesian church but i'm going to set some foundation for you 
And I'm going to show you some things about praise. Some then I'm going to lead you in to show you some things about uh, praise and prayer. And, and, and the man, Paul, and who exactly who's writing these letters to these churches. Glory to God. But I'm going to set some foundation. Psalms 119 and verse 26 says this. It says, I have declared my ways and you answered to me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. Meditate on the word of the Lord. Abosha. Grabosha. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your words. Have you ever had something in your life that made your soul melt? Have you ever got some news that made your soul melt? You're heavy right now. Glory to God. It feels like a yoke is around your neck. That bill. That, that habit. In the name of Jesus, that thing that you're going through, it just feels like a yoke on your neck. And you just don't know how you're going to get rid of it. You don't know what you're going to do. You've been, you don't pray. You don't fast. You don't need it. All you know how to do. Hallelujah. Your soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. The word can get you out of it, though. Put the word on your situation. That's what happened here. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me your law graciously. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me, you mean your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments have I laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. Oh Lord, do not put me to shame. Listen, I cling. This is this is a psalm now. Now also, uh, through these psalms, these book of psalms, you're going to learn some things. You're going to learn how to pray. And you're going to learn how to praise. When you praise, praise the word. When you pray, pray the word. <laughs> you can't go wrong doing that. Glory to God. That's what else he says here. He says, I will run to the run the course of your commandments. For your enlarge, you are you are you shall enlarge my heart. Enlarge my heart. Enlarge my mind. See, that's when I was getting to think about my troubles this morning. And and I, and sometimes you start thinking your troubles differently. Because you, when you start thinking about your troubles, right? And like I said, when you start thinking about it, you are thinking about them according to your bank account, your patience, your time, your pros job prospects. And you're thinking, well, there's no way I can handle this. But when you start thinking like God, when you start getting the mind of Christ, you know that's nothing too hard for God. So that's how you begin to think about your situation. When you get some bad news, think about it in the, in the mind of God saying, well, that's not too hard for me to come out of it. That's nothing too hard for God. What do you mean, man? You're in debt about $25,000. That's nothing too hard for God. What are you talking about, man? You, you, you the, the doctor said you, your, your disease is fatal. That's nothing too hard for shit. That's nothing too hard for God. Man, what are you talking about? You just got some divorce papers in the mail. COVID is running rapid. Unemployment, want their money back. All kind of things are going on in your life. How can you come edible shit cut about? Child support is back about in the rearage. Um, they're coming for you, looking for you right now. There's nothing too hard for God. When you start, when you when you start not praying real issues, you're gonna lose every time. But when you start praying the issues of your life, saying there's nothing too hard for God. When you start realizing that in the name of Jesus, as God is concerned about every aspect of your life, when you start realizing that, you got to say to yourself, there's nothing too hard for God. But when you're saying God does not concern about this, well, God doesn't care about this uh, debt I got. God doesn't care about the child's book. God doesn't care about the, uh, in the name of Jesus, the, the rivers. God doesn't care about the car repo. God doesn't care about the things that's going on in my life. You do, you make yourself lose. Pray your mistakes. Ask God to bring you out. Because there's nothing too hard for him. But when you start trying to keep secrets, when you're praying in secret prayer, and all you're praying is a generalization prayer, God is concerned about what's going on with you. Hear my shit. There's nothing too hard for God. And since there's nothing too hard for God, pray the things that you can't handle. You can't handle that. By yourself. You can't handle that debt by yourself. You can't handle that man by yourself. You can't handle that woman by yourself. You can't handle that wife by yourself. You can't handle that job by yourself. Some things you just cannot handle. Hallelujah. But when you start praying the prayer of faith. When you start praying off the mind of God. And knowing there's nothing too hard for God. Hallelujah. Look, look at what the Bible says in Psalms 119. He says, I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Psalms, this is Psalms 
119 and verse 32. Also verse 33. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe with my whole heart. There you go again with the whole heart. Have you sought the Lord with the whole heart? The flesh kills. The flesh is dying daily. But the inward man needs to be renewed day by day. The flesh is killing. The flesh, the flesh is killing us. But the inward man should be renewed day by day. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. You're going to have to learn how to delight yourself in the word of the Lord. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Whoa. He says, incline, incline my heart to the way of your commandments. Hallelujah. For I delight in them. He says, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. For I delight in them. You're going to have to learn how to delight yourself in the Lord. The Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. Listen, there's some things that's in your heart. But the only way that you're going to get out of it, the only way you're going to get what is in your mind is to delight yourself in the word of the Lord. Have you delighted yourself in the, in the word of the Lord? Just think about that for a minute. My God, when you begin to learn the word, when you begin to speak the word, when you begin to pray the word, you put the word in a situation and you leave it there. It, there's going to be times in your life well, ordinary person would have lost their mind. An ordinary person would have threw in a towel. An ordinary person would have done something illegal by now. Did this and did that. But you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, will stand fast. Because you know that God is going to bring you out. Because you have the mind of Christ. Because you have delighted yourself in the word of the Lord. Let's go deeper. And turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Woo. My God in here. That's deep. <laughs> That's deep. That is something, I got to take my shades off. That, that's deep. That is something awesome because, listen, he says this. He says he wants God to turn away. He says, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. What is that? What is worthless things? What are our eyes? The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. What are our eyes always looking at that's worthless? It can't help us. Only thing it can do is lead us into more and more debt, more and more sin, more and more trouble. What are those worthless things that you've been looking at? What are those worthless things that you've been involved in? That you've just been looking at. God don't even want us to look. He don't even want it. This guy right here saying, Lord, I don't even want to look at it. Because if I look at it, I'm going to want it. And if I want it, then I'm going to try to get it. And if I get it, it's going to put me into more trouble, more sin, more debt, more depression. More fear, more doubt, uh, more broke, whatever it is. In the name of Jesus, some things we could have, some things we could have avoided. Watch this. I'm gonna say something that some things in life we can avoid if we just keep our eyes to ourselves. <laughs> Woo! My God, in here. Can I can I reach you something else? He says, "Revive me in your way." Establish your words, your servant. Establish your word, Lord, in my life. Let the word of the Lord be established in your life. He says he wants to turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things. He says, revive your way. Establish your word, your servant, who is devoted to fearing you. Also, also says here, as we go deeper, turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your judgments are good. That, um, sometimes we, we get ourselves into a reproach. We get ourselves into an embarrassment. We get ourselves involved in some things we aren't supposed to. And we're asking Lord right now to get us out of that mess. Revive from me my reproach. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. Mercy and salvation, I pray, will follow you all the days of your life. I want mercy and salvation to follow you all the days of your life. I, I, I want you to be established. I want you to know what you want out of life. And I want you to pursue it in the name of Jesus. I want you to know exactly in the name of Jesus what you want. I don't want you to be following this every wind and doctrine. I don't want you to be over here, over there, over there. I want you to know exactly what it is you want out of life. And I want you to pursue it. Because you're pursuing a hundred things at once. Then you're going in a hundred different directions. But I want your heart to be established to know what you want out of life. I want your heart to be established 
to know what you want a husband. Okay. Some of you want a wife, but I want you to be established in what you want out of that. Out of a husband, out of a wife. I don't want you going from man to man, woman from, to woman to woman. I want your heart to be established. I want your heart. He said, let your mercies come also to me, O Lord. Your salvation come to your word. So shall I be. So shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. Listen, when you are deep off in the word, and when the word is established in your life, he says, so shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. Listen, when the trials and tribulations of life come your way, I got an answer for that debt. Through the word, I got an answer for my fear. Through the word, I got an answer for my temptation. Through the word, I got an answer for my covetousness. Through the word, I got an answer for my failures. Through the word, I got an answer for my bills. Through the word, I got an answer for this, that, and the other. Whatever comes my way, that's not of God. I got an answer for that, and it's in the word of God. The, every situation that comes up in your life, the answer is in the word of God. But we got to get into it. We got to get deep up into it. The word of God got to be established in our lives. Watch what he says here. For I have hope in your ordinances. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I have hope in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and forever. I will walk at liberty. I will walk in freedom. For I seek your precepts. You're not in, you're not in bondage. You're not a slave. You're not a slave to, you're not a slave to trouble. You're not a slave. You may, you may, you may experience trouble, but you're not a slave to it. You may experience fear, but you won't be a slave to it. You may experience some things in your life, but you won't be a slave to it. In that He says, For I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. For I will speak of your testimonies also before kings. I will not be ashamed. I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also will I lift up to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate in your statutes. Remember the word of your servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort and my affliction. For your word is giving me life. For this is my comfort in my affliction. He says this. This is my comfort in my affliction. For your word has given me life. Lord have mercy. Listen, in the name of Jesus. I want you to have comfort in your affliction. And the comfort comes from knowing the word of God. Habo shema kobashikarabaha. The trials of life can be overwhelming. Hallelujah. The things we get ourselves involved in can be overwhelming. But there's a God that if you can cry out to him, he will deliver you from all your troubles. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, deliver us, Father God, through your word. Cleanse us through your word. Establish us through your word. Make us clean through your word. In our affliction, let us preach and teach the word. Let us, in the name of Jesus, do exceedingly abundantly above. Let us, right now, in the name of Jesus, not think of things according to our minds and our bank accounts. Let us think of things, Father God, according to the mind of Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, let this um, this also too shall pass. Father God, Father God, God, I feel in your, I feel in the spirit, the word that you spoke to Paul when you said, "My grace is sufficient." For thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Lord God, bless you right now for all that you've done and what you're still doing. If it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed. Amen. God bless you and keep you. I'm glad you was here for this word of God, a word of encouragement. Stay committed to the word of God. And God will be committed to you.